0: Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. I'm here with Matthew (laughs) Hay, Yes, and I'm
1: here with Jewel Cunningham. I was trying
0: to decide if I can refer to you as Matthew, if you're a fan of Matthew.
1: That's my legal name. It's your legal name. But nobody really calls me that, other than my mom. Hi,
0: mom! (laughs) Did they call you that in school or anything like that? No. 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 Does your wife? Is she, when you're in trouble, Matthew Hayward? No. It's not even (laughs) Matt. I don't even even know if I really hear her call me Matt at all. Really? She just calls you honey? Or babe. babe. Yo. That's cute. Awesome. That's Yo, nice. hubs. I'm Adam. so happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. It sounded really sarcastic. I am very happy for you, Matt, actually. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> this is our Tube Talk episode where we, uh, we talk about Tube Talk, all things television, uh, episodes of shows that we've had a chance to see, uh, give you our review and our breakdown and our thoughts, and also talk about television shows, things on Netflix and Amazon and other places that we have a chance to check out. And uh, today, we're going to be talking about a bunch of different episodes, a bunch of different shows. In particular, we're going to be talking about Better Call. Saul. Yep. We're going to be talking about The Flash and Arrow and also catching up on a new show that we haven't talked about in the show yet, which is Silicon Valley. Yep. Big one for me. Matt, you haven't had a chance to watch it, but I'll be talking about it.
1: Sounds good. Sounds good. (laughs) Cool. So
0: Matt, why don't you tell them a little bit about some ways to get connected to the show for us here. Yes.
1: You can find us on the interwebs in the social media universe um, at Real Review Media. So that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Real Review Media. Again, that's reel spelt with an e mm. two e's r e e l um fishing reel if you need that help Zzz. um and then you <laughs> uh, have to get a fishing reel sound effect so we yes can use that we right need now. to make that happen i'll get one yes okay we'll get on that <laughs> and then um uh, if you want to reach out to us too we actually have a uh an email you can reach us at realreviewmedia at gmail.com email us let us know if there's a show that you love you want us to check out uh, we did that uh last week yes um, and then also, <laughs> if you have uh, any questions, any other thoughts or comments, and something that maybe we say, or something that you l- liked or didn't like, <laughs> or if you have a concern, I'm like that's gonna happen. <laughs> and then um, we also have a website, realviewmedia.com. Check it out. We post stuff on there frequently. Uh, same thing on our uh, on our social media platforms as well. But yeah, that's how you can get connected with us. Awesome. Well,
0: thank you very much for that, man. You're totally welcome totes well then totes let's head into uh, talking about some television yeah to talk yeah so we're gonna start things off with one of our favorite shows that we're watching right now really loving the heck out of it yeah uh, better call Saul the only downside to this is we release these episodes on Monday yep. which is the exact day that the, the next new episode, episode comes episode out comes yeah, so you'll probably be listening to this most of you after the new episode has come out so yep unfortunately we'll talk about that next next one <laughs> right <laughs> but uh, what were your thoughts on this most recent episode which is uh sunk costs
1: I am I'm still thinking that this this show is is solid so solid mm-hmm. it's not yeah. waning in its in as it you know gets older I guess you know yeah. as it progresses it's it's continually good like yeah. really good
0: I'm enjoying it as well I really liked this episode I think the last episode definitely had a bit more it just naturally had a very much more suspenseful it almost felt like a mid-season like um pr- like a uh, ending like if they were going to cut it off for the the middle of the season and move right. on and give some time it felt like like a yeah yeah kind of felt like that but this one was still really good really good progression i loved the and we talked about this it's almost like uh Saul's brother is going through in a way he's almost his own breaking and i think you kind of saw a bit of that it's like every time chuck Goes really difficult, like really far and really bad against his brother, does something really bad to him, then he kind of will like regret it and back off a bit. And I definitely think you've seen Saul like break, he's like, I'm done with this. I'm not, I'm not forgiving you. I'm not coming back. You know, there's always been something to kind of pull him back in. But this time it's been very clear that like Chuck was, he was like trying to extend an olive branch in a way by saying like he didn't want him to go to jail or anything like that, but just to get rid of the legal you know aspects aspects of him being a lawyer so just get him submitted to the bar get his you know his his bar license removed or suspended or whatever it would be and but he chose that he's not gonna he's gonna fight yeah he's not gonna back down yeah he's gonna not take any
1: not gonna take any of the options that his brother gave him right which i I
0: love it i know it's so good (laughs) and then the other thing we talked about before we started recording here was um what mike did yeah. And a little bit of his interaction with Gus there on the road. And I mean, you know, based upon where the story is going, you know, these two folks are going to work together. But the the interesting thing was, is like, I didn't know. And I don't think any of you are new, really. Are they going to start working together now? Or is there going to be something else that would sort of take that relationship later on and bring them back together? Right. And it, it kind of felt like there was like a natural like, nope, they're done now. This is the meeting for the first time and moving on. But then he kind of pulls himself back in, like Mike find finds a way to like get himself back in with Gus and it's like, oh my goodness, you don't even know what you've just done. Yeah. And I think one of the things we're gonna get to see, we talked about this. I don't believe they ever did, and I, I don't recall them ever doing. We never actually saw what happened to Hector. Yeah. Why he's in a wheelchair. Why he's in a wheelchair, which bed. is the famous thing with the bell. Why he's in that wheelchair. And I think we're gonna get to see that. And yeah. that like really excites me because yeah. Saul or like Mike was even like Oh, you know, you can tell like he's just not done with Hector. Yeah, he says. He says I'm not done with Hector Salamanca. Yeah. So.
1: Oh man, I'm I'm really excited. That whole situation. And this is something that Breaking Bad did really well. And this is something that they're doing really well in this show. Is yeah, they'll, they'll show you something at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. And you're like, what is going on? <laughs> but it and always they, pays off, and they That's tie, awesome they thing. tie it in like to the story. They tie it in in a really unique and really cool way yeah. as to what that po- what the point of that was. It reminds me of the and this is minor spoiler, like in the season two or three. Uh, oh, I think it was three, where there's all like these things floating in the pool. Well, Breaking, uh, Breaking Bad. Bad? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, what is that? And you find it's a plane crash. Right. You're yeah. like, or yeah, like because wow. you're thinking
0: like maybe a murder happened, yeah. maybe somebody broke in. Like you don't know what happened. And it's yeah.
1: that it's those kinds of times. I think is just it's just brilliant. Yeah, this is really good writing.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think the Chew thing was really cool. I mean, the way that Mike went about setting up, you get to see why Mike is so effective yeah. and good at what he does. He does he's not a guy that just talks to talk. Yeah, he can back it up with some real solid, just smart. Yeah, trickery.
1: He's smart and very capable absolutely you know, it's, it's crazy right
0: and the funny thing was about that scene you know where he's shooting the gun in the air you know i'm like why is he why is he <laughs> shooting the gun in the air like why did he want to alert them and then you realize oh that was just so like when he shoots the shoe they're not going to like freak out about right, it, they're not going right. to suspect anything so and that was such a clever way to do that with yeah. just like salting the car with yeah. the shoe <laughs> i thought that was awesome this the way the, the whole way that they filmed it you know when you see the shoe hanging there and then you like you get to see the whole progression of the shoe getting up there and everything like that. Right. And I'm always like I've been to like a lot of foreign countries where you, you have shoes mm-hmm. let like, it hanging off of power lines and stuff. And now I'm like, I wonder if that was like that. I wonder right. if they did I wonder if they did something like that. You What's know? the purpose for that? Yeah. I mean the whole way they put that together where it was like, you know, he's asking for like a little something and you know, the it just it was really clever. Yeah. It was really intelligent.
1: There, and I, I loved how they had that cliffhanger, too. It's not really a cliffhanger, but that resolve that Jimmy is talking to Kim. He's like, I'm going to go against Chuck, you know, that, yeah. that whole thing. And they're setting it up for this last, the last, uh, we got a little bit more to go, a little bit more than half to go of this season still. Yeah. Uh, about seven episodes. And it's going to be, it's going to be a battle. It's just going to be brother against brother. And I'm really yeah. excited to see it play out because you know that... Jimmy is a scrapper and he just, he finds like (laughs) these craziest little things to like, to like win his argument or his case. He's, he's, that's the same thing. That's how he found the whole Mesa Verde thing. Like when he went and he got all the shredded paper and it was up all night, like putting it together, you know, he, he does the work. He's good at what he does. He's just, he's just morally ambiguous. (laughs) Right.
0: It's, it's like, you know that he's in a place now where he's capable and in a sense, breaking bad against his brother. And so you almost sort of like, what is he going to do to get Chuck? And I think the involvement of Kim is key to this. Yeah. I think that the fact that he didn't want to keep her involved was a legitimate, like, careful, protective thing of her not wanting to get involved in something she doesn't need to be because she's got too much work. But I think that also, in a way, would have protected her if he did end up going down a really bad path with it. Yeah. And that could, it could tie into, I mean, we don't know how many seasons left, you know what I yeah. mean? It feels like things are starting to get to a point with some of the elements, especially like with Gus and Mike now meeting and moving forward with their relationship. And obviously this thing that he's done with Hector's truck is gonna have huge impacts on right. you know, their relationship. So at some point that's gonna to come to a head, and I'm wondering if it's gonna happen this season and then kind of where they're gonna go from there and if Kim's story and Jimmy's is gonna kinda of come to an end in a way on the basis of everything that happens with Chuck. Right. You know, because we know that You know, they're not around for the most part from what we've seen in in, um, Breaking Bad. And obviously Breaking Bad was made before this, so it didn't make natural sense for them to tie in. But they're going to have to figure out a way, a reasonable reason for them not to be there.
1: When we first um, see Saul in Breaking Bad, it's it's, uh, Jesse is telling Walt, you don't need a lawyer. You need a criminal lawyer. So he's familiar with him as to the relationship the other way. I'm not as familiar, but... There's like rumors and speculation that they're going to somehow get Aaron Paul to right. come in at some yeah. point. I would love to see that because I love that guy. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's just really good. I'm so excited because this is a really, really solid show that I feel like is kind of under the radar.
0: It is. I mean, it's got pretty good numbers. It's got a 1.52, looks like million viewers. But that's
1: nothing compared to like The Flash and it's, it's a no. far better show than The Flash. Walking Dead or right. the Flash, yeah. So it's like, I don't know, it's... It, it's under the radar. Not a lot of people know about it. I, I have a feeling that this is going to be one of those shows that when it's done and it's five years off the air, people are going to be like, yeah, like, or, or like when it's in its final season or something like that, people are going to be like, Oh sweet. And they're going to watch all the seasons on Netflix or whatever, you know, to catch up. <laughs> yeah. But
0: no, I totally agree with you, man. I uh, think the weird thing about the show was I kind of like initially started watching it and thought it was a lot better. Yeah. And then I kind of lost interest in it a little bit because it just kind of wasn't, it was like good, it was fun and it was interesting, but it was really deep in yeah, a way Yeah. and it was tying me back into Breaking Bad stuff and then it got, the more as it's gotten connected to the Breaking Bad world, the more I've enjoyed it and right. liked it, Um, but I still think it stands on its own. Yeah, oh yeah. For sure. That's Absolutely. one of the best shows out there, so awesome. So uh, yeah, check it out. What would you rate this episode then on a scale of like one to ten? Nine nine yeah cool i would have given it i'd probably give it a little bit lower i'd probably do an 8.5 yeah. i really loved the whole thing with mike and i liked the resolution that kim and him got together or got but it just didn't feel like a whole lot happened mm-hmm. you know it kind of felt like a small progression for everybody's stories sure. a little bit so yeah. awesome so uh with that then let's move on to the next show which is returning show it's been off the air for a couple of weeks now kind of doing just a little bit of a break i don't know if they had a good reason for that it's, they do it
1: every year. It's like a four really? or five week break. It's huh. it it really stalls out the momentum of the show.
0: Yeah, because this is my first. This is my first time watching the show and being caught up on it. We're talking about the Flash, right. By the way, for everybody who's listening in, um, this is my first time watching the show and being caught up with it and experiencing that. And it really was like that. It was really like. But I will say this too, I wasn't super happy with where the show was at mm-hmm. prior to the break. Right. So, in a way, it's kind of been good because it's given me a chance to kind of just get a little less irked off about some of the stuff that they've been doing with it.
1: Overall, it's a pretty welcome return, I yeah, felt like. Yeah.
0: Know? So, why, yeah, talk a little bit about the episode.
1: Just kind of the breakdown. Um, uh, they had mentioned before the break you know what's the one advantage that savitar has over us and that's yeah. that's a, you know he's from the future he knows that everything and how it plays out so we need to go to the future and or barry is like i need to go to the future and figure out who savitar is so yeah. we can deal with him here in the present um so just kind of an overall thing he goes to the future. Uh, meets his future team sees how the city's doing without it without um the you know team flash they've been disbanded because emo uh <laughs> barry allen's sad <laughs> I, that about was iris f-
0: that was like the best worst part of the episode right. i did not care for like his whole hairstyle I, demeanor he's well, like oh she's dead man <laughs> she's totally dead. well they make a reference like
1: uh <laughs> like uh the present time barry says you know Uh, You probably didn't recognize me uh, because I seemed a little bit younger. I'm like, they look the same. It's not like one looked younger than the other. He looked taller.
0: I don't know if that was like them trying to say that he's like still going older. But to me, for whatever reason, he looked in all the shots taller. Like just like a few oh, inches taller. I didn't
1: I didn't catch that. I know that sounds weird. Yeah. It I didn't catch me. that at all. But yeah.
0: Um <laughs> and I like though I loved sorry, I'm sidetracked here, but yeah, I loved how they were like constantly saying like he had this old school costume right. and outfit, but the future flashes didn't look that much different. Right. It had like a few more panels on it. That was like basically it. So yeah, go ahead.
1: So um he's in the future, meets up with Cisco, um, which I really enjoyed future Cisco in this episode. Yeah. Um, just he's, he's very gentle, very friendly, very kind of calm. He wasn't as sharp of an edge as yeah. I feel like Cisco normally is. Um, and I, I did appreciate that. Uh, he didn't he didn't really find out what he wanted to find out. He didn't find out who Savitar was
0: But well, He got a clue.
1: He got a clue. he got information from future Barry about how to create a prison within the speed force. yeah, from some scientists we haven't met yet, but he gave that information to Barry. And I bet Barry in this next episode is going to essentially f- find her, yeah, and be like, "Hey, this is from the future. Help us figure this out now, so we don't have to wait." You know, yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I'm feeling is going to happen. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Caitlin, future Caitlin, uh, actually no, present Caitlin, aligns herself with Savitar, um, finds finds Savitar, and Savitar. You basically comes out of his suit, but you don't see yeah. who it is. They're yeah, on that cliffhanger. Well,
0: the next, the title for the next episode is "I Know Who You Are." Oh gosh! So I'm wondering if they're just teasing that, or if you are going to officially find out. Well, we'll find that out tomorrow night. Is. We will. Yeah, yeah. Soon
1: here. but um, well, I guess we'll see if that's if that if it truly is
0: a hint. to what Right, the episode's it could about. be a character that just has like some ability to figure out who people are. Or something right. like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so I I did like that uh like you had mentioned previously mm-hmm. that they were very self-referential in how everybody keeps secrets and how kind of an obnoxious and annoying it is yeah i thought that was good they mentioned that i did like this episode actually a lot more than what we've seen the last several weeks yeah when i say several weeks i mean several episodes because right. several weeks it hasn't been on <laughs> yeah but yeah any thoughts for you just overall
0: I, know, I agree with what you're saying i think cisco was a highlight for me i think hr as well yeah was really funny in this episode even in like the, the book thing yeah the book thing and he's just such an HR he's such a smarmy kind of gross like that's a side of him we haven't seen no in a that way. was a new thing yeah yeah but like in a funny awful way because yeah. he's been very like chipper and friendly and outgoing right. but never in like a sexual way right <laughs> so it's kind of weird but funny at the same time he, uh, funny yeah. note: he
1: actually directed this episode was, did he his debut yeah. uh, well
0: there you go makes yep. sense of course he's going to turn himself into right super he's like this will be kind of funny <laughs> yeah <that> let's <would, laughs> make everybody super attracted to me yeah. so yeah Um I thought it would have been funny if they'd played off of that and like made one of the girls like somebody he would absolutely not be interested in at all right you know what i mean but you know whatever didn't have time for that but yeah no i thought it was a good episode i think so i i liked the tie-in with iris and her father in explaining how you know he needs to be there for her dad and kind of i thought that was good and kind of sentimental and nice and it made sense i think it worked on a plot level. I think if I break it down, if I go too far into it and start to break down different elements, then I start to question it. But as long as I don't question it too much, then it's okay. You know, it's like, well, like he's traveled in the past before right. and he got chased by the, like, the the spear demon guys. You know, how come that didn't happen this I always like to call them the, right? calm, the and, Dementors. Yeah, like the Dementors of the Speed Force, right? You know, so that didn't happen. And then also like, dude, you're in the future. You have an unlimited amount of time because you can literally travel back to the exact moment. So it's like, you can spend some time, you could spend some time trying to find the physicist Tracy, Tracy Brand. Who's the girl that, you know, made this off, whatever that is, the device that can trap uh, uh, Avatar, yeah. So it's like you can spend some time there because, like they said, they don't know where she's at. Mm-hmm. But like you can do some research. You've got your team together now, right. except for Caitlin. You can do some work to figure out, you know, and talk to. I mean, talk to Cisco. Find out what exactly happened in the moment where his hands got frozen off. Yeah. You know what I mean? I thought that was cool, by the yeah. way, which he had like the robot hands. Yeah, and, it's like the Terminator. Yeah, <laughs> and it felt realistic too, in a sense. Yeah. you know, for for him not to be able to use his powers because of that stuff, but. So I thought it was good. I thought it was effective. Again, I feel like if I start going into it a bit too much, but I'm not expecting that from a Flash show mm-hmm. because it's not made to be like the most well-structured. Yeah. As long as the characters are good, as long as it's fun, as long as it makes general sense to me where it's going, then I'm I'm good. Yeah. So yeah, I liked it. I think... Um, I'm interested to see what happens with Caitlyn a little bit And yeah. the whole Savitar thing. Obviously, she's not going to get, like, written out of the show. Right. She's too big of a character for that, so they're going to probably have to find some way to bring her back into the fold yeah. somehow. Yeah,
1: figure it out, and I think it'll have to do with Julian. Somehow. Yeah,
0: he's going to, you know, give her the kiss that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> takes away the freezing powers. Exactly. <laughs> like unfreeze her lips or something. Yeah, it'll know, be, like, so.
1: frozen, and he sacrifices her. Yeah, which he's
0: growing on me. I'm still not a huge Julian fan, but I just didn't like the way that they were using his character as, like, this, like, weird, like, monk type thing that like was like the seance stuff with like savitar i thought that was Uh, like silly and magical and
1: Uh, i thought that was okay
0: eh, i just i never really got into the whole magic elements of the show i like better when they just stuck with the science yeah you know and they so yeah so what
1: would you rate this thing
0: um i think i would give this one a seven seven ish like between a 7.5 and like an eight out of ten
1: Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm closer to you, too. I'll be on a 7.5. Yeah. Um, I One thing I want to see after they get out of season three, depending on how they end it, I want to see them get back to the Villain of the Week formula. Yeah. And what I want them to do is, because Wally is still here, right? So he's still a speedster. Mm-hmm. And he's, I guess, rivals Barry Speed. Yeah. And one thing I loved about the first season of The Flash is as they would battle Villains of the Week, he would learn new things, basically upgrading his power. Yeah. Which reminds me of a video game. Like the farther you get along, yeah, it's like an RPG, you new get new abilities, abilities unlocked, new, yeah. you get new abilities, new, you know, gets faster or whatever it is. Yeah. I want to see that happen to where no one can rival him. He's supposed to be the fastest man alive, not sometimes the fastest man alive. Yeah.
0: Or send, you know, send Wally to like an alternate universe, you know, with, uh, Jesse, Jesse. So he can, he can be with her, right. you know, where they can spend time racing. I thought it was really silly and kind of sad how they wrote, how they wrote his character. You know, in this, oh, that yeah, he's yeah. like, he almost came across as like brain dead.
1: Oh, future, future Wally. Yeah, future
0: yeah. Wally. I was like, wow, well, that's really a harsh thing to do to Wally. I've never been a huge Wally fan. I Me just neither. feel like him as an actor. If it was a different actor, mm-hmm. I would have been more okay with it. I just think he's not, unfortunately, the greatest actor. Sure. He seems very wooden and yeah. kind of flat in a lot of his stuff. Most of the cast, I think, are great actors. He's just one of the ones that I'm- Yeah. yeah. So, but oh. I mean, yeah, I thought overall pretty ge- pretty decent. Decent. All right. So with that then, Matt- you like to take us into a conversation about the show Arrow?
1: Yeah, let's talk about Arrow because that came back too that it was on another like four or five week hiatus, just like the flash was. Mm-hmm. And um I did I, I did think the episode was alright. Okay. Uh so we we get kind of a continuation. Um the the um uh Chase, who we find out is Prometheus a couple episodes ago. He, uh, we, we finally get the evidence through, um, Felicity and Helix and the people that she's working with to get the, get the, uh, details on who he is. There's a video file that where you see his face. And um, they distribute that, and now all police force is like, "Oh, this guy is not who he says he is." Is uh, <laughs> the DA? That's right. He's he he was the DA, and so like they go after him, but he's like just brutal and kills everybody and drives away, and he's in the wind. Nobody wow. knows where he is right now. And so we get to this thing, and this whole episode kind of revolves around you know what lines aren't we supposed to cross as good guys? Like what what's the when do we get into like okay we've gone too far? And we've seen Oliver as the arrow cross that line, cross that line back and forth and debate with it and like really have a lot of inner turmoil and have to battle his inner demons because of these lines that he's crossed. And he's, uh, one of the episodes that they title title is they call him a sin eater. Like he takes the sins of other people on himself so they don't have to suffer from them.
0: Are they tasty? Uh, Maybe
1: (laughs) if they're like Krispy Kreme donuts when they're first made. Um, but no, then again, so just going back to it. So Felicity has been on this kick where she's, you know, she was engaged at one point to marry uh, Oliver. That didn't happen. Um, they had a falling out, which I think is totally f- just overblown. And Felicity, I really, I liked her a lot to begin with. Do I, do, I, just, do, I just don't do. not that one. Okay. And I um <laughs> I couldn't have it. So Felicity, I I just don't I, I haven't liked her since then because I feel like her reasoning is completely off base. I feel yeah. like she's blaming. Oliver for a bunch of stuff that's not her fault. But then she gets into a relationship. Again, that guy ends up getting killed by Oliver by accident. <laughs> <And>, um, <laughs> How's that happen? Yeah, and so... Oh, sorry, bro. And yeah, I so it's it's really Prometheus' fault, but um, she's kind of mourning, I guess, and she's just kind of gone off the rails. She's doing her own thing. She's going rogue. She's going against Team Arrow a little bit, mm. and it's frustrating. and it just makes me dislike her even more. Ah, um, not good. Where... And that's so. That's part of the what this episode is dealing with. Like she's crossing lines where she's never really done that before, and and Oliver's trying to talk her out of it. And then, yeah. and then um, Lila, who is John Diggle's wife, who's the head of Argus now, is starting to cross lines. And he's like, "I don't really know you anymore. You weren't supposed <laughs> to be like this." and I don't
0: even know you, bro.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and so that's kind of what it was like. Um, my the highlights for me were all the non arrowy stuff. It was between Quentin and Renee and it was like they're becoming two of my favorite characters and I, I like their back and forth. It was very emotional, very heartfelt. I did like it a lot. And I felt like that's kind of been the heart of the show a little bit lately. Yeah. Um, I want to see team arrow get out of their groove and just start doing again, kind of like the flash. I want them to get back to the villain of the week Mm -hmm. where they, you know, they upgrade their tech, they upgrade their stuff. Maybe they learn new things. They, you know, have, you know, more crossover with a little bit of like the flash every now and then, like, Hey, he comes help or something. (laughs) Um, um, Obviously, he has his own Savitar issues to deal with, but um, yeah. I think I think I would like to see it get there. This episode wasn't bad, but I don't I don't like where it's like we're gonna divide the team more. Yeah, um, I still think Felicity needs needs to be. There's gonna be a big event. Um, the end of this episode ends with Felicity, you know, through her hacker group that nobody really approves of. Um, gets the information on where Adrian Chase is, yeah, and um, the computer terminal explodes once they find out that Adrian Chase is in the building that they're trying to do the search from, yeah, and it explodes and it throws Felicity and Oliver like back, and an explosion white out the screen, and it just goes to the title title card, and mm. then it's done. Gotcha. Um, my thought on that is that the guy who gave the information to Felicity played Felicity and made the thing explode.
0: Yeah. Or
1: really, somehow um, Helix is connected to Prometheus and he did it somehow. And mm. it's not really Helix's fault. But um, I don't know. As a whole, I thought it was okay. I gave it a six okay. out of 10. Um, yeah. I just want to see it. I want to see it improve, maybe get back to how the season started. Um, yeah. I think it'd be awesome. But cool. that's it for
0: Arrow. All right. Well, then uh, we'll move on to our next show. Right on. How's that sound? Perfect. You wanted to mention though, I will say you want to mention a little bit about I, prison break. Right? I
1: did want to mention prison break because it, it it's, I feel like I'm repeating the same things I'm saying every week. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to stop doing episodic reviews of prison break kay. and I'll wait till this nine episode uh, event series is over. Then I'll give kind of a general recap. Yeah. Uh, so it's like about a month and a half from now. Um, just it, it's, it's kind of hitting all the same beats. It's like still okay. Maybe kind of good sometimes, yeah. but nothing warranting worth talking about each episode i feel like I gotcha. so we'll we'll talk about it when when it, if this wraps up
0: all right sounds great man yeah. we'll uh, we'll look forward to your final thoughts on that then Yeah. all right well then we are going to move into what's going to be our final tv show to talk about tonight um, which is eight, well tonight who knows when people are listening to this? Right. It <clears throat> could be today. Good could morning. Good
1: morning. This 5 a.m. Good morning. This noon. This lunchtime. I doubt anybody's waking up This dinner time. To to this, this, but... brunch time. <laughs> this
0: brunch time. This brunch time. The second so, breakfast time. Yeah. So there's many times of the day. It could be yeah. one o'clock, two o'clock. I'm just kidding. Yeah. All the way. So we're going to be talking about this show, Silicon Valley, which, Matt, this is not a show that you've had a chance to check out. Right. Um, It's a show that I really liked. The reason that I got into this show, it does appeal to me just as like a... A person that like this category of show this like the the tone and the the plot would is, connect to me because it's about a bunch of nerds and tech and things like that is it
1: as good as a circle
0: it's so much better than circle. <laughs> don't you, they're not even the same category matt <laughs> don't you dare put that on me no i'm kidding um the funny thing was though like i was saying is i didn't really catch on to the show until after um it it, it came right after game of thrones okay and this show is a straight up comedy. It's got some minorish kind of like drama type. How many stuff. seasons is it in? Uh it's in its uh it's in its fourth season right now.
1: Oh okay. Right. It's been out
0: for a while. It's been wow. out for a little while. Yeah. So I started watching it because Game of Thrones is such a dark, heavy show at times. Mm-hmm. And it's great to follow up because you watch Game of Thrones and you're like, everybody's dying, bad things are happening, people right. are getting eaten, burned alive. And then you watch this and it's like, hey, some humor, that's good. Um, it's, and so it's kind of a lighthearted thing to, to follow up on. Its creators are uh, John Archuleta, Mike Judd, and Dave Krasinski, or Krinsky, I apologize. Uh, It follows the struggles of Richard Hendricks, a Silicon Valley engineer, trying to build his own company called Pied Piper, which is just an awful name, and everybody makes jokes about how awful it is. Uh, It stars Thomas uh, Middleditch, who's Rich Hendricks. He's sort of the main guy that kind of is there. But there's a whole group. So he's got this kind of cadre of fellow hackers, not hackers, but... I mean, hackers in the true sense of the word, but they're software guys that are all trying to come up with sort of the next big thing. And he works at the beginning of the show at this really giant conglomerate called Huli, which is kind of like your Google, if you oh, will. Oh, yeah, Hooli. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's Yeah, it's this giant conglomerate of like all the things and it's led by this really ridiculous kind of, Uh, A guy named Matt Ross, who's, the character's name is Gavin Belson. Oh,
1: I know a guy named Matt Ross. Oh, yeah. I know him too, actually. Do you really? Yeah, I think so. That's awesome. Okay. (laughs) um,
0: So, Gavin is like this, you know, he's the visionary type guy, director, and he's like really intelligent, but in a very specific way. Okay. He's a very strong leader, a very strong visionary, but he's a complete idiot in other ways. (laughs) Like, he's very good at some things, very bad at others. And so, he's hilarious. Um, He's very effective as a leader. Um, it has T.J. Miller in it, who's hilarious. Yeah, He's a great comedian. He plays um, Erlich Bachman. Bachman, not like Bachman. Yeah. Um, uh, Josh Brenner, who's... This is the first thing I've actually seen him in, uh, but he's big head. He plays this really kind of funny character that is very... He doesn't really care about anything, but he becomes super successful despite that. Okay. Like there's a season where literally he's getting promoted to like heads of departments and becoming more and more and better and better and more effective and getting like these huge salaries and getting millions of dollars for salary, and he's literally doing nothing. Like yeah. he's literally the biggest idiot. And it's kind of <laughs> funny because it's in a way a satire of the industry. It's like and that's kind of the cool thing about the show is that it it satires Silicon Valley and jokes about it, but at the same time it does have like realistic elements. Of how you'd see some of these people and how some of these people would be. Right. Um, so, Josh Brenner, uh, Martin Starr, um, who's Freaks and Geeks fame, mm-hmm. uh, he plays a character named Guilfoyle. Um, you have, I can't pronounce his name very well, but he's really good. Uh, Kumail Ninjian, who plays Dinesh. And so, uh, Gilfoyle and Dinesh have this really funny kind of hate hate relationship. Mm-hmm. You'd love to say it's like love hate, but they, <laughs> over the course of the show, like they work together a lot because they're part of this like group of people that kind of surround. Um, Rich yeah. and his Pied Piper. And so he becomes, they become like really close to each other through that, but they kind of hate each other. Yeah. And it's always this game of like Guilfoyle trying to, in a way, ensnare and trick um, Dinesh into doing these stupider and more ridiculous things. So like he designs, and it's really funny because it kind of translates into the real world. Yeah. Um, he designs like these jackets that say like Pied Piper on them. And they're like hideous, awful, oil, like horrible things. And Dinesh is like making fun of Guilfoyle for it. But then Guilfoyle, people start recognizing because Pie Piper becomes like really successful, and like, oh my gosh, you work for Pied Piper, <laughs> and he's like, no. And then like Dinesh is like, wait, I work for Pie Piper, so he gets Dinesh to start wearing the jackets because of it, <laughs> and it's like constantly a joke um, with him. Um, and there's a awesome. bunch of other characters. Amanda Cruz also, and she's Monica. She's kind of, kind of like a love interest, but she's more of like a, she's more of like a. She works for the Angel Investor Group that invests into Rich Hendricks' company, Pied Piper. Um, and they, they kind of have like a, a weird tension between each other, but she's more there to just kind of be like the lies and, okay. uh, for this stuff with the angel investor group and stuff. Um, there's a bunch of other characters. There's really funny. They, one of the things they do really good with the show is they create characters that are funny and that are realistic. Um, but have like something to them and okay. they're, they're like you when you see them, you're like, okay, you jump out. And Mike Judd is good at that. He's good at creating like really strong characterizations right, and stuff. Right. Um, and the the dynamics between all of them is really what makes the show as successful and as funny it is. And it's a setup for a lot of the jokes because a lot of it is kind of like the the joking or the attacks that they lay against each other. You know, TJ Miller plays this character that's like um he's in charge of this uh home that he has people come into and they can invent different types of softwares and things like that, that they could eventually like become really successful with. And so he's in charge of that, but he's like this cocksure, really smarmy, not like smarmy, but like, um, he's a druggy but very confident, but (laughs) stupid, um, character. And so he, at one point, like throughout the course of the series, like him and big head get together and they start making this like, um, company that's like really not and there's like this hilarious play on like how the company slowly spirals out of control like they like there's a breakdown one episode where they're talking about the things they spent money on because yeah big becomes a super successful you know wealthy guy and so like they spent like a million dollars to move the pool like an inch like a foot away and then they spent another million dollars to move the pool a foot back close to them because they were like saying like well it's too it's too close to the house yeah and the sun gets on it and so we need to, like, move it. And so it's just really funny, like, the whole way that their relationship <laughs> transpires and kind of the the dynamics that happen between all of them. And there's a lot of really good cringy humor. Okay. So if you're good with that kind of humor, it's not all cringy humor. How close is it to The
1: Office? Because I'm getting, like, some slight, like... Similar. Okay. It's not,
0: like, documentary style like right. The Office, so they're not shooting, you know, with the older the show. Right, right, it's right. more cinematic yeah. in that sense. Um, But the characters are, in a way... There's similar characterization. Okay. There's like really strong characters in both, but they're a little less. They're a little less over the top. They're a little bit more. Some of them are definitely more over the top, um, but they're a little bit less. They're more kind of real in a sense. Um, a lot of it is just normal people that you'd probably meet, but in this type of industry and in this type of world.
1: Is is Zach Woods or Jared? Is he similar to his role in The Office?
0: Um, he's.
1: He was he was cringy in that show. And he was and he was so like he you felt he was like so weird.
0: He okay, so it's hard to explain. Yes and no. He is still like you know how in the office he was like super obsessed with his mom and the company and he would like do anything for them and he was like a yes man? He is a yes man in this show. Yeah. But in a much funnier More like innocent way, like he's super, super. He's like a child that like never quite grew up. Okay, he's like he's like sold out for like. The funny thing is, is he becomes quick buddies with like Richard, um, and Pied Piper, and he gets involved there, and he like quits his job for Rich, and he's like sold out to the CEO and sold out to the vision, and he's like super passionate about seeing things happen, but he's also really smart. Yeah, he's got like a law degree. He's a lawyer, and so he kind of takes care of the legal aspects of the company. And he's like, but he's like super, super duper um, innocent and friendly. But then there's these moments where you see that like he can kind of break through that, and he's like, like he does drugs and he like hooks oh, up with girls and like other <laughs> stuff. But he's also like super innocent and nice. And I would say this as well: it's, um, it's a kid show. It's not a kid show. <laughs> it's Sorry, a just, kid it's show. not a kid show. I mean, they make a lot of really over the top sexual humor and sexual jokes. There's no nudity or anything like that. There's no violence. It's just the language. There's yeah, definitely yeah. adult MA type language. Well, T.J. Miller. Yeah. T. That's <laughs> kind of, I,
1: I mean, basically... Yeah, and Judd
0: Apatow. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's a great show though. Um, if you're looking for something that has very intelligent, witty dialogue, good back and forth, um, the plot progression is funny and it makes sense. And they invent like some pretty cool stuff along the way. And it is kind of, it's this weird blend of like tragic hopefulness because something like really beautiful will happen for the characters but then oftentimes that comes with like something really tragic happen but then sometimes through the tragedy they're able to overcome that and you really do start to get connected to the characters cool and success like wanting to see them be successful and it's funny because they're kind of their own they get in their own way yeah a lot of the time um so yeah i would definitely say it's a great show to kind of check out if you're looking for just a really solid comedy i'm actually sad right now because it's looking like the numbers have dipped pretty low um this was like a at a point two four by the end of uh 2.4 at the end of last um season but then this most recent episode was under a million viewers and so it's kind of sad because i think a lot of that has to do with the game of thrones thing i think there's a lot of people that are doing similar to me they were watching game of thrones and then going to this because it was like a way to just unwind from all the craziness that was happening on game of thrones yeah yeah so, so-
1: that's good. It's good to hear. Um, and I think it's really interesting too to and we should probably take note because we're getting really close to another like uh writers guild strike.
0: Yeah, we are.
1: Um, and back in two thousand seven, two thousand eight when that happened, a lot of shows died or like suffered greatly.
0: Yeah, Heroes is my that. one that I Heroes, always remember as being so bad at Lost.
1: That. Yeah. Had like an eleven episode season, yeah. so did Prison Break. Yeah. Um, 24 wasn't even on that year I remember that yeah. They
0: skipped a the whole year See I didn't watch those shows But I do remember So many people Being upset about that I uh, was, I was my devastated
1: it, it, was, <laughs> it was the season Like after Jack Like was We might not have by things by to talk Chinese. about man. We're gonna to, I know, so we'll Review
0: some older shows We seem to like Go keep watch an Cheers eye on that. <laughs> <laughs> Catch up on Cheers Family and mash. Matters Yeah So we'll have to
1: um Keep an eye on that Because I mean That could affect shows In a big big way Just depending on Because it was It was like A hundred day strike Or something or like it went it was it pretty like hundred days before yeah, i figured it out it was a
0: couple months at least yeah. it was a pretty crazy one
1: so but, anyways we'll just keep an eye on that but.
0: yeah so and the cool thing uh, these guys is there's like it, it's a little personal for me too i got to see all of them get interviewed at comic con my sister actually met uh kumail oh cool uh when he was kind of walking around and stuff and they're all really cool guys it's awesome very chill so um yeah it's just something to check out i'd say like overall this 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 kind of show on a scale of like 110 as far as enjoyability is at about like a 7.5 cool. to eight there's been episodes that have bumped more into like the eight and nine range um but it's kind of just recent it kind of went down and then it went back up and then down and up and it's kind of at the moment i put it at like an eight point eight point six or so gotcha so awesome That's cool man yep so uh, well with that then we're gonna go ahead and wrap up the show yep yeah so uh, a couple different ways just to remind you, you have to get connected to us um, we've got our Facebook which is facebook.com slash real review media you can check us out there you can also check us out on Instagram and or Twitter uh, which is at real review media um, you can also check out our website which is realreviewmedia.com and we're always posting fun exciting awesome movie and television shows type stuff. On all those social media sites. Yeah. Social media sites. Indeed. I just went blah, blah, blah. Riggity, riggity, <laughs> So, also, lastly, uh, you can email us if you have any thoughts. Uh, RealReviewMedia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. Love to hear your thoughts on the show. Any uh, requests or questions you want to run by us? Great place to do it. Yeah, for sure. There you go. So, uh, any other thoughts or things, Matt? No, that's it. All right. Well, then, it's been real. It's been real.